Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Vivi Dobbs. So an Indian proverb says, if you love your child, send it traveling. That's exactly what my parents did. And after adventuring through 60 countries, Vivi realized that even though traveling was great, she felt a calling to help others improve their relationships by improving their emotional intelligence. Her vision is to help 1 million couples build a better relationship and raise their kids with the mentality that relationships are important, supportive, caring, and loving. So I'm really excited to have Vivi here today to chat all about how you can improve your business by improving your relationship with your partner. Definitely a different topic than I usually have, but I thought it was really interesting and I thought it could be helpful to some of you guys that are having issues, not necessarily in your relationship, but kind of with the work-life balance aspect of things and really just taking time to spend time with your partner because your business is so busy and draining. So I'm really excited about this and let's dive right in. Hi, Vivi. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about how you can improve your business by improving your relationship with you today. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and how you got started doing it all. Yeah, sure. I'm so excited to be here, Jenny. Um, So I actually help couples improve their relationship. Um, I'm a relationship and happiness coach. Mm -hmm. And I got into that because I grew up in a really amazing family. My parents were like super loving, like they never shouted or hit me. And I started moving to the U.S. to my boyfriend. And I started seeing like how many relationships are actually terrible and how many people think that relationships are not working at all just because they've never seen it. And all the people they know are like either in a terrible relationship, totally unhappy, or went to a terrible divorce or breakup. So I thought, this is not what it's supposed to be. And then I started doing some more research and like, I think like it's over 60% of relationships that are really unhappy. I'm like, what are people doing? <laughs> Life is supposed to be happy and fun. Why are you staying in a relationship that is not supporting you? Mm-hmm. And I was always traveling. I was a traveler before I turned to coach. I've been to over 60 countries. And I just like noticed that in a lot of other countries, especially like third world countries, people have a better relationship with with each other Mm -hmm. and they're just happier. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Um, I think it's definitely because, you know, Western where people are like so into like the business and like always busy and always into work and they never really have time. They always try to do like 10 things at the same time and multitasking is the best thing ever, which is actually not. (laughs) So we don't really take time to really spend time with our friends and family or with our partner to actually be there with them and really communicate. And even if, you know, like most likely people are coming home from wherever they are and um, just like start cooking or start like being on social media while they're talking to their partner 
And if you're not really listening to what's actually going on, you're not really present. I yeah. think that's like one of the main reasons. Yeah. And I, yeah, with technology, it makes things a lot harder because everyone, you know, if you're at work all day, a lot of corporate jobs, you're not really supposed to be checking your phone all day. So when you get mm-hmm. home, you're like, oh, wait, let's check up on, you know, Instagram and let's check my personal email instead of my work email and things like that. So you can get like sucked into your devices. And I've definitely been there myself yeah. and my husband has obviously been there as well. And, you know, like for me, I work from home. So I'm home 24 seven with a dog by myself, isolated, unless mm-hmm. like, I go to a coffee shop or something and then have a little bit of human interaction or have like an interview like this. Um, you know, I'm pretty much alone all day and he's with people all day. So when he gets home, he really wants to like be quiet. <laughs> and it's hard because it's like, I want to talk. I haven't talked to people, you know, pretty much all day unless it's like a day of recording like today is for me. So mm-hmm. it's like difficult to kind of like go that balance where I'm able to talk a little bit and talk to him about his day and he's able to decompress and just like not deal with people for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's like this balance that you have to find and that your partner has to understand as well that you're just like in the house all day long and that even though he's talking to people, he hasn't talked to you. And if he like stops talking to his wife, then well, one day you're just, you're not going to have a relationship anymore or you grew apart that much that it's really hard to like save it and actually be happy again together. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have a balance and it was difficult at first, but now it's just like the way that we compromise is I let him eat dinner in silence (laughs) because he's (laughs) starving when he gets home. Um, So I let him eat dinner in silence and um, once that's done, then we can talk. I mean, we'll talk when he's like heating up the dinner and stuff, but once it comes to actually like eating, then yeah, I let him eat in silence. (laughs) So it's not very long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's in his work is very, very busy. So he doesn't get home until like 8 p.m. Oh, good. 7.30 sometimes um, just because it's kind of farther away from our house too. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, hard to to deal with. But, you know, we kind of found our compromise. So that's like, okay, we both get to kind of do what we want to do. And, you know, if we didn't come to that compromise, then obviously things would be a lot different. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Do you ever like, do you still eat together? Um, no, because a lot of the time he gets home so late that I, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we don't really eat together on the weekdays for the most part, just because it's mm-hmm. like 7 30, 8 PM. And then by that time, like I'm hungry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we, we can't, we will if we can, but most of the time it just doesn't work out that way but I think he's going to be switching jobs soon hopefully so it won't be as crazy of hours it'll be more like traditional hours Mm -hmm. yeah that that sounds amazing like my I know my boyfriend he comes home super late between like 12 and 1 I'm like oh my god like at this time I actually want to sleep already because if I want to get up early and get stuff done then otherwise it's not gonna work but you know it's a really big balance between sleeping and eating it more or less at the same time or just not seeing each other exactly exactly it's it's important to just find that balance no matter what it is um so why do you think our relationships are important to the success in our business 
Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, if your relationship is really unhappy, you mm-hmm. can't really concentrate on your business. So if you're like recording a podcast or you're writing a blog and in your mind, you're like, oh my God, I just had this fight with my boyfriend or my husband. Like yeah. my relationship is really shitty. Your energy is just off. And it's, you're, you're just having a different energy behind your content or how you interact with, with people, with clients, with listeners, when you're actually really happy than when you're not. And I think we all know that the quality of our relationship influences the quality of our life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. So if, if that's off, obviously something isn't working. And it's really important to really know what, what the fears and desires of your partner are to mm-hmm. increase that connection and to know what your partner actually wants and needs. And also, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> if you want to increase that connection and just improve your business, just being present is really important. So again, like if you're like something is going on or you haven't seen your partner in a while, all these things really influence you subconsciously and just attract a different energy to your, to your business which obviously you don't want any negative energy or any negative people in your business, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really important to do something really special with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, like once a week, if not at least once a one- month. So you do not get into that routine that your relationship gets really boring. Yeah. Um, that's really important. I think so many people just do not do that, you know, especially if you're married and you're just in this routine, everything is the same pretty much every week. There's just not really much excitement anymore at one point. Yeah. And I feel like once you have kids, it's like even worse. I mean, me and my husband, we do stuff on the weekends still all the time. Like, cause mm-hmm. we're, we're 20, I'm 26, he's 27. So we're t- still relatively young and, you know, we don't have kids yet. So it's a little different. Um, and we're able to kind of do what we want to do on weekends. But I feel like it gets harder to figure out how to have that time together just one-on-one once kids mm-hmm. So Yeah, definitely. And that comes also back to the communication. Like if you do not communicate or you're always blaming each other or just talking really negatively, that also transforms into your business because you're programming your mind, right? If you like mm-hmm. talk like really negative all the time, and you think, oh, it's not going to work out. Everything is shitty. Life sucks. And you get that into your business. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is just not going to work. Nobody's going to read this blog post. Nobody's going to listen to this podcast. This was really bad. Like, what am I going to do? It, it, it just doesn't work. And you're building your business to, to have fun, right? Yeah. You're, not, you're not building it to, like, be a slave, like your own slave, and to hustle till you die. I mean, it's great to hustle and to like really put in the work and just do whatever you love doing. But at one point, you also have to make sure that your energy is high all the time or at least as much as possible. Do you agree to that? Yeah, for sure. I think it's really important. And I feel like a lot of us, like when we are quitting our corporate jobs, um, we are really excited to embrace like the freedom and stuff. But once we actually get into it, we end up just <laughs> slaving because we don't know how to balance our time properly. And we don't know how to, 
make things, um, you know, work, we still try yeah. to work 24 seven instead of just, you know, in the confinement of whenever, you know, cause I used to spend like 12 hours working after my nine to five, like, mm-hmm. like once I quit and was full time with my business. And then I realized like, I don't want to do that anymore and that's not worth it to me. So then I cut my hours and, but a lot of people get stuck in that and then they get burnt out because they're working 12 hour days and you know, they're like, is this really worth it? Like I love my business, but is it really worth all this hustle? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And once you get into that like cycle of, I have to work, I have to hustle all the time, then this can like transfer into your relationship as well. And I don't know if it happened to you, but it happens to a lot of people that once they're in that cycle, Mm -hmm. their relationship really starts going down and the communication is just off and just there's just some something between the people that is just like not really happy mm-hmm. and the relationship really starts breaking apart so if we if you like focus more on really just putting the time in that you really want to put in and just doing the things that you want to do in your business. Like I know like at the beginning people told me, Oh, you have to post in all these Facebook groups and get all people from there. And I just hated it. I hated being on Facebook for like two, three, four hours a day and just posting different things and all different groups and making sure I put my engagement post and my conduction post and whatever, all these kind of different posts. I'm like, I was just not enjoying it. And then I sat down, my relationship was going really bad at that moment. I'm like, this is not what I want. What happened with my life? What happened with my happiness? And I said, okay, my business is supposed to be fun. I'm Mm going to cut out everything that is not fun for me. So I stopped doing everything that I didn't enjoy doing. So I'm not doing Facebook groups anymore. It's really, really rare that I post in a different Facebook group. Just because I don't enjoy it. If someone else enjoys it, that's totally fine. But I focus on what I enjoyed and just making sure that I'm happy. And then my relationship got happy as well. And then I started shifting the focus more on my relationship and just being more present and and spending more time with my boyfriend and doing more things and just making sure we're having this really good connection, we're communicating effectively, we're not judging each other, we're not like arguing all the time. And suddenly my business started like skyrocketing. I was like, wow, what happened? Like I stopped hustling so much. Like, how's that even possible? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, and I feel like if those things that you don't like are also not bringing you in any income like mm-hmm. the groups weren't really beneficial for you I know they are for a lot of people but mm-hmm. they weren't working for you like getting rid of that is not going to be a big deal but you know for someone like even if you if you don't really like it but it is working for you and yeah. it can like get it down to where it's like only taking oh, like an hour of your day versus four then you know it can still be worth it because it's still bringing in some kind of income. yeah definitely or you find someone to outsource it you know yeah exactly like you know those things that still need to be done no matter what mm-hmm. but you don't want to do it then find someone to outsource it to and it doesn't need to be like some high level person if it's just super yeah. easy but you know just find someone who is willing to do it and can do it efficiently and you know get it off your plate because if mm-hmm. you don't like it you're gonna dread waking up because you're like oh my god today is accounting day and I hate doing <laughs> accounting tasks you know so you know, yeah 
things. It's really important to kind of get off your plate and eliminate those things that you don't love doing. And I'm at that point too, where, I mean, I'm doing mostly things that I enjoy, but there's a couple of things mm-hmm. that I'm like ready to outsource. I'm just kind of trying to get to that point financially where I can outsource it, but yeah so close. So I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm ready for that. Cause then I'll take back, you know, hours in my day because I don't have those little mundane tasks that are easy, mm-hmm. but unfulfilling. So yeah, exactly. You shouldn't do all these like 10 or $50 tasks in your business. If you can actually spend your time doing more important and better tasks. And then also just focusing on your energy because you're not working all the time. You make sure you're actually feeling good. You can put actually even more energy and more creativity in the time that you spend working on your business and in the content that you're creating. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree with that. So mm-hmm. what are some of the ways that we can improve our relationship with our significant other that will benefit our business in the long run? I know you said like, you know, mm-hmm. having like, uh, either like a weekly or monthly, like one-on-one date night type situation. But what are some other things that we can do just on a daily basis? And they don't even have to be big things, but just to continue, you know, furthering our relationship with our significant other, and then also having a positive impact on our business. Yeah. I think another really important thing is being really self-aware and knowing what your insecurities and your self-doubts are. Because if you're self-doubting in your relationship or in yourself, that's going to transfer into your business as well. Yeah. So, or, or same with your business. If you're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm not making any money and you're very negative, then you're going to be very negative in your relationship as well. Yes. So. Yes, exactly. So if you notice that and you can communicate that to your partner and say like, hey, you know, whenever this happens, I get insecure. Or whenever this happens, like my self-doubt start like coming through. Mm-hmm. Can you can you just like help me push through that? Can you like kick my ass or like have my bag or just remind me that this is my insecurity talking? This is not actually me talking and just remind me where my goals are and that I I shouldn't stop doing something just because I'm scared or I'm insecure that someone's gonna judge me or compare compare me with someone or that someone else video or podcast or blog post is better than mine then this definitely helps yeah for sure and I think having a supportive partner with your business is important too like they may not fully understand what the heck you're doing like let's Mm -hmm. be real but at least they can um, be able to support you through things like if you're telling them like oh I had a really great webinar or something just being able to say like that's awesome you know, like even though they don't mm-hmm. know what what a webinar even is they're like oh that sounds good like I'm glad you had a great experience with this yeah you know even if they don't get it at least being supportive um when they mm-hmm. can yeah and I think it's really really important as well to communicate actually what are you doing and not just telling your husband like oh yeah I mean I'm having this blog I'm doing this podcast and well I'm talking to people all day long or at least some days but just really explain what you're doing and why you're doing it so they can fully understand it. I think a lot of relationships actually miss that, that you you know your partner is doing something, but you're not actually 100% sure what they're doing it and why is this beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And being able to explain that helps too because then they can, you know, because if you don't explain it, they're just like, well, why are you wasting your time doing that thing? Like, is it, is yeah. it helping you, like – 
financially? Is it benefiting you? Like, does it make you happier? Like, what is your in-game goal from this? And, you know, why are you doing it? And being able to explain that. Because a lot of people who aren't entrepreneurs, I feel like they struggle with that. So they're like, well, why are you doing this thing? And, like, what is what is the in-game goal from it? And they don't understand because they don't, they're not in the trenches with you. Exactly, exactly. And you already got to that. Like, what is the end goal of that? And also you really need to ask the question. Just tell your partner, hey, if you don't understand something, just tell me. I'm, I'm really happy to show you. Or if you want to come sit next to me, I show you how, like, what a webinar is or what it works. Or if they're even like happier or if you are fine with them watching it, then mm-hmm. maybe they can watch a few minutes of it, you know, so they can like actually understand and see how it goes. And you can even like ask your partner like, hey, do you think that looks good? Do you think I should change like some fonts or some slides or does that make sense to you? And just involving um, your husband or your partner just a little bit. So he feels like important as well. So I noticed that that helps a lot. Like my boyfriend always gets me into his business. Like, so what do you think of this? Which one do you prefer? What would you do here? What, what do you think? Which website font looks better? You know, just it increases the connection between you and it's also good for your business because you've got some other eyes looking at it, even if your partner has nothing to do with what you're doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And my husband, like he loves podcasts and mm-hmm. you know, he always listened to them for pleasure, not necessarily like the business ones because he's not in the business realm. But yeah. um, when I started mine, he started editing it for me. So he kind of understands like mm-hmm. what my episodes are about, even though he doesn't listen to the full thing because he just like mashes them together with the intro and outro and stuff. He yeah. kind of understands what we're talking about. You know, it's not just like some silly podcast about like celebrity <laughs> gossip or something. It's actually like beneficial. So it's nice to have that. Like, you know, he knows what I'm talking about in my episodes. He realizes it's, it's been like business related, not just like something I'm doing for fun. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is fun, but it's not, that's not like the main purpose of it. So, yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really important. Just get your partner into it. Like obviously not not working fifty hours for you, but <laughs> if if he can do something, then I'm sure he's he's really happy to do that. And I love helping my my boyfriend. Like he does these um, he does a product actually, so it's a little bit different. Well, okay. a, a lot different to what I do, but mm-hmm. the principles are like a little bit the same. So I really enjoy helping him. Like whatever, taking the pictures or doing his Instagram. And it just gets you closer to each other because you're understanding more what what your partner is doing, what they're going through, and they're seeing the difficulties. Yeah. If you're not an entrepreneur, all that you hear is like, oh, yeah, like get rich quick and you just lay by the beach and work from your laptop a few hours a day. But that's just not true. No, no, no. (laughs) I mean, if I took my laptop out by the beach in Texas or even the water in general, it would like overheat so <laughs> not a thing that happens where I live at least and I know always like do you want to work and travel and you know do all these things but that's not like how every entrepreneur lives their life and you know yeah. that's okay we don't have to all be digital nomads it's not it's not like that's a requirement of being an entrepreneur so 
That's for sure. Yeah, I live in Las Vegas. So this summer I was trying to like just do a video on my balcony and my laptop just crashed the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's like if it's hot where you live, you can't like, <laughs> my phone will overheat if I'm outside for more than like 20 minutes um, here. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it's not all working from your laptop next to the pool. Um, it would be nice though, but it's, it's just not happening. <laughs> No, no, no. It's way too hot in the summer, um, at least in like the South and like Las Vegas and places like that. Um, so for people who have a difficult time kind of balancing it all, what are some tips that you have for kind of juggling both mm -hmm. our business and relationships so that they're both thriving and one is not getting yeah. so much more attention than the other? I think there's not really a secret. It comes all back to really just planning and structure. So the most important thing is that you're really make sure that your family time or relationship time comes first mm -hmm. and that you plan that like that you say like let's say like saturday night if that's the time your boyfriend is off that's your date night and it's non-negotiable like whatever else comes is not important and it's not going to happen because this is date night and you're only going to go on a date or just spend the time with your partner and really nothing can interfere this time. This is really important because like if you get, if you see like, okay, maybe we're going to do something next week, but we're not really sure. And then the weekend comes and maybe you want to go somewhere, but your boyfriend is really tired and he wants to stay home and then it's just not going to happen. And then next week, again, something else gets into the way and a month goes by and you just didn't really spend any like special time together apart from like just hanging out on the sofa and watching Netflix maybe and that's why like structure is the most important thing just really say when you're gonna hang out together what you're gonna do there's a lot of things you can do you know like just um, think about if you want to go out if you want to do something home but make sure you're not always doing the same thing yeah yeah, mixing it up a bit is important for sure. Another thing that I would say is like, I try to work when my husband is at work. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, even though it's not like a typical nine to five, I try to work when he is gone. So, you know, like whenever he is, um, he's home, we make yeah. sure that you're home as well. Uh, exactly. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like, for me, like when he gets home, I'll, you know, close my laptop and we have this thing that we've been doing recently is he'll go upstairs and I'll go with him and he'll, as he irons his clothes for work for the next day, because I don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll talk and, you know, talk about things and we'll just sit up there and I won't have my computer or anything. And then once he's like done getting that ready and like preparing his gym bag for the morning, because he goes to the gym at the crack of dawn, mm -hmm. uh, I'll go back downstairs and, you know, work on, start working again if I want to or I'll relax or whatever I want to do and then he'll go like lay down and decompress and then eventually go to bed because he goes to bed at like 8 30 and I'm not about to go to bed at 8 30. <laughs> so, so yeah that's kind of how we like um do things during the weekdays so we mm -hmm. have a little bit of time to chat and stuff but you know I'll put my computer down for that you know 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. And then, you know, we'll go our separate ways and then I'll be able to work again if I want. So just yeah. kind of like taking a little bit of time to spend together on those busy weekdays. And then of course weekends are completely different because he's off all weekend and, you know, mm -hmm. I pretty much don't work. Um, I work some Sundays if I want to, but 
for the most part, I take the kids off. So it's nice to have the whole weekend together. And then like that hour or so every single day. Yeah. Which comes back to structure, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, people that have the possibility when the time you can really connect is like during uh, breakfast and dinner, just like having a meal together is like so important. I know a lot of Americans don't do that. I'm from Europe. So for us, it's like really normal. Like, I, I know my parents got got up together, even if it's like 4 a.m. and my mom had to like leave early. We all got up together just to have breakfast together. And I mean, you don't have to be that extreme. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can at least try to like eat together on, on the weekends or at least at one day at the week, mm-hmm. it makes such a big difference. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't see myself waking up at 3 a.m. when he's... <laughs> to say goodbye I mean we'll say goodbye but I'm not gonna like get out of bed and stuff but no definitely you don't have to (laughs) yeah and like a lot of people I heard people say like you guys should go to bed together not like me and him directly but just like Mm -hmm. like you should go to bed if you're supposed to like if you're supposed to go to bed at like 8 30 like maybe you don't need to go to bed that early like I'm not gonna be able to sleep and I'll just toss and turn in the bed all like Mm -hmm. hours so that's not gonna be beneficial for anyone yeah it can it can actually really help but i don't like giving this advice because it doesn't work really for me either because my boyfriend comes back like really really late Mm -hmm. and then he gets up really late as well like 10 or 9 30 or 11 whatever i'm like i can't sleep all morning because otherwise i'm not gonna get anything done all day yeah yeah i mean i I think that's just mm -hmm. like based on personal preference and like you know yeah it's not something that works for everyone so I always find Mm -hmm. it funny when people are like go to bed together I'm like well that's not realistic for everyone like well you want someone to go to bed at 1 a.m just because there has been works nights you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah Yeah. and especially even if he comes back at one you know you're not gonna go to bed directly because you're gonna like stay up like chatting and then it's like 2 30 or 3 till we (laughs) get to bed I'm like oh my goodness I have to get up early I'm like this is not gonna work I tried it for a long time and it was okay but you have to sacrifice a lot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's other ways to make that connection without having to, you know, stay up late or go to bed early just to do it. Yeah. I mean, if you have the possibilities and you're working like more or less the same hours, then that's totally fine. I really do recommend it because you get like a little bit more connection time and just being together physically just increases like your connection automatically. But um, it's just not realistic for a lot of people, especially for a lot of entrepreneurs that are with someone that is still in a nine to five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right. So for people who have not, like may have not had the most supportive partner at first when starting their business, how mm-hmm. can we kind of explain what we're doing to our partner in a way that they understand and are able to be more supportive with our journey? Yeah. So again, first of all, I think most people don't actually tell them, tell the partner at at all what they're really doing. So that's yeah. the first thing. Just really tell, explain, ask them to ask questions if they don't understand it. Be really transparent and then tell your needs. Tell like, hey, if you can support me in any way that way, then just please do it. Or just tell him like, hey, I had a really bad day can we just talk about something else or can we just watch a movie and just involve your partner in that way and really tell him what you really need, tell him what your fears are and what your goals are 
so your partner can really understand where you're going with this business that it's not just like a hobby or something funny that you just want to do just for fun that you're actually serious about it I think a lot of people do not understand that yeah for sure and then all yeah sorry (laughs) yeah I was just yeah saying I think it's like difficult because a lot of people like like you said they don't explain it and then their partner's like well like what's the point of this is it just like a hobby that is mm-hmm. really expensive and you're not making money <laughs> from it like what's the, what's the deal here yeah and I'll also talk about like the downsides you know like we're always trying to like we're not explaining what we're doing so our partner gets like negative about it. like yeah you're spending all this money on your business and on websites and on different courses and whatever what is the point of that so yeah. just be really transparent and say like hey this is where I'm going this is my goal this is what I want to create this is the impact I want to have and this is what isn't going right very well right now and just being transparent because if you're in a relationship you're like a team yeah. A lot of people don't see that. Like they see it's like me against my partner. And that's just not true. Like you win together and you lose together. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like being transparent is really beneficial in that even if like you don't feel like they understand it, I think they would feel a lot better if you were open mm-hmm. about things instead of just like, oh, I do this because mm-hmm. they just, you know, they need that, you know, to know that what you're doing is either, you know, bringing you money financially or making you happy in some way and isn't just like something you're doing to waste time. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And also it really depends on the way how you communicate. So if you just tell like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm having this block and this podcast and that's just what I do. It's not going to work. If you say like, oh, your partner's going to come. Yeah. You're always just busy or you never have time for me. Or, you know, these like words like always, never, and but are really critical. And the best thing is just to like not use them. I know it's really hard because it's just automatically that we try to use them all the time. (laughs) But if we can cut them out of our language, it's just going to be a lot better for our business and also for our relationship. Because if you can't communicate very well in your relationship, you're going to be able to communicate better in your business as well. And having a business or doing business is all about communication, right? If you can't really communicate what you're doing or what you want to bring across, then there's no really sense. People are not going to resonate with it or not going to be like really open to hear to it, hear it or listen to it. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So let's dive into the three questions that I ask everyone that comes on the show. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Um, For me, being an entrepreneur is doing what I love, but still being able to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. So, for example, going on a camping trip on a Wednesday night or Mm -hmm. I'm not working Mondays because that's my boyfriend's day off. So if you're in a corporate job, you can't really do that pretty good. (laughs) So it's just doing whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it and just make time for, for my family, my boyfriend and our little bunny that we have just during the day when anyone else is working. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good part about being an entrepreneur because you can kind of set your schedule like, okay, well, I'm not going to make work on Monday, but maybe I'll work on Sunday or something like that. You'll just make that somewhere else. And you Mm -hmm. can't really do that in the corporate world because no one's going to be like, yeah, come work on Sunday when (laughs) no one else is here. That's going to be real beneficial. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little different. 
<laughs> yeah, this is most likely not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite tool that you currently use in your business? It doesn't have to be like a digital tool, but something mm -hmm. that you feel like you just couldn't live without. Uh, I started using Tailwind just a few months ago or like two months ago. And it's really good. I was never really into, into Pinterest. I'm not sure. I think you're are you using Pinterest. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. That's my, that's my main service. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I started using Tailwind. I was like, wow, this was like so easy to set up. I was like, always like, oh, I'm not going to do Pinterest. It's like too complicated. And I don't really get the platform. But with Tailwind, it just became really easy to like set up and to like get more traffic and more. Yeah, it's been really good so far. So I really enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah, Tailwind's great. It really helps automate your Pinterest strategy, especially if you don't have like a lot of time to focus on it. Um, and I mean, even as a Pinterest strategist, I have like, you know, a, a handful of Pinterest management clients and I use Tailwind for them because obviously I'm not going to manually pin for all like eight of my clients. <laughs> so um, yeah, I definitely use those tools myself and then I have like different things that I do to make it even easier like I have little hacks and stuff that I use so Ooh. so good and just way quicker because I can't imagine like scheduling for eight clients every single week and myself oh my goodness no those hacks and without tailwind <laughs> that, that would not work I mean it could if you just like spent working 24 7 but that's not what you want so even like, even with Tailwind, it's really great, but it's funny because I went on vacation a couple of months ago for like, mm -hmm. and I had a schedule for all my clients. So I scheduled for two weeks because we were also moving into our house like the week after we got back. So yeah. I put everything to be ready in advance. And man, that took a long time because normally I do like a week um, out. So I'll, like if my clients like, I'll do it Monday to next Monday. Mm hmm but I was doing it two weeks for all eight people plus myself. So it took a wow. time, even with all like tailwind and stuff, mm -hmm. but it was so worth it. Cause I got back from my vacation and like was able to move without being like, Oh my God, I need to schedule for all my clients again. So, yeah, that's what I love about it. Like when I first started using it, I think I took like a, a whole evening and just set it up for like a whole month. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is like so easy. And I mean, especially at the beginning, you're like pinning more like p other people's pins than yeah. yours, just like boost engagement, right? So it was kind of easy. And I was like, oh, this is this is kind of fun. You can actually just do this and listen to a podcast at the same time. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you like pin a lot of stuff, it gets harder to find content you already haven't already pinned from other people. Yeah it's like a little more time consuming but at first you can like zip through because mm -hmm. yeah when I first started with all my clients I was like wow this is so fast because you know they hadn't pinned me the content yet but now yeah. like <laughs> after we've been working together like four or five months then it starts mm -hmm. getting harder to find content to pin because it's like oops I already pinned this all right let me find another one um yeah content but yeah yeah this this just happened to me I like got crazy at the beginning and just like pinned everything that like <laughs> looked kind of what I'm doing and I'm like okay like now what <laughs> now it's everything the same or it's like a different image but the same website and I'm like okay so, so something has to change here <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure and then lastly who is your go-to business resource just someone who always inspires you and you're always like consuming the content that they create Mm -hmm. 
So I'm not really sure if it's like really business business related, but I really love uh, Lewis Howe's podcast, The School of Greatness, and Amanda Francis. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you know her? I don't. I know Lewis, but I don't know her. Yeah, so Amanda Francis, she's more like a spiritual entrepreneur, and she does a lot with like um, law of attraction, like attracting money and stuff, and just doing the stuff in your business that you really want to do, and just making money with ease instead of like struggling and hustling all the time. Well, I will have to check her out because that sounds interesting. Right? Yeah, she's amazing. She makes like two hundred fifty k a month. Oh, that's nuts. To me, that yeah. sounds like that sounds insane. Like it doesn't sound like it's a possibility, but obviously my mindset needs a little work. But yeah, just yeah for at, at this moment, it's like, whoa, that's like so That's much what she balance. does. Mm-hmm. So. And she, she made like 10K with like 300 people on their, on her list. So oh if people if people tell you that you can't make money because you do not have 5,000 people on your email list, then go listen to her stuff. Like she's good. Yeah. yeah she's amazing. No. Go check her out. Yeah. I, I definitely will. But yeah, <laughs> um, tell us where we can find you. So your website, your social channels, all that good stuff. Sure. So it's adventure your world on pretty much all social channels. And my website is www.adventureworld.com. And I also have a new YouTube channel now just started like a month ago but it's been fun so far that's adventure you world as well as well as like yeah instagram and my facebook business page all adventure your world awesome well thank you so much for being here today i really enjoyed chatting with you thank you jenny (laughs) hope you're having a great day thank you so much for listening to today's episode you can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash 74. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Days community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.